0: Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast. I happen to be your humble host. My name is Sean Davis and joining me as always, my partner in life, my partner in crime, my partner on the podcast. Crime? Well, maybe. (laughs) My wife. Just Jen. Just Jen. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is all about encouragement, hope. We're trying to... um, and gender, hope in people that are worried right now in the midst of a global pandemic such as the coronavirus. And so um, we felt it was important to come online and uh, spread the good word, the good word of positivity, mm-hmm. joy, the good word of joy, hope, encouragement, perseverance. Wow. You beat me. Inspiration. I feel like like we're on that game where you gotta, you know, say the first thing that comes to your mind, the first one that pauses loses. You know
1: I always win. Oh.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do know that. (laughs) So uh, we're talking with one of your friends today, right? Somebody that you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Somebody I know from running, Mrs. Mother Runner, also known as Alondria.
0: Yes, and uh, she reached out to us after a bit of a prompting. We said, hey, listen, Mm -hmm. if you need encouragement or need hope, we would love to talk with you. Yes. And we also said if you are a hope giver, if you have a story that would be uplifting, Mm -hmm. that would be hope filled, overcoming, triumph, courage, we want to hear that too. And so I want to share right now, if you are a person that needs encouragement, Uh, send us a message. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Hope Radio Podcast. DM us, send us a message, let us know that you're interested and we'd love to have you on the show and talk about uh, maybe what you're going through.
1: We're also on Facebook under Hope Radio Podcast. So if you want to reach out to us there as well and send us a message, we will be checking those frequently and get back to you as well.
0: Yes. And so uh, this is going to be a great call, I think I think it 's going to be a um, interesting one of
1: course it is she 's my friend, I know we met at Disneyland doing the Tinkerbell half marathon, so it 's going to be magical.
0: anybody that you 're friends with has got to be good people.
1: I know oh you know that
0: <laughs> I choose wisely <laughs> this I do, <laughs> and so uh, she reached out and I, and I think her situation is is um, probably the same situation as a lot of people find themselves yeah. in. you know her husband is an essential. Worker, an essential, Mm -hmm. valuable, you know, uh, employee person right Right. now. I'm not sure what he does. Uh, She'll share that with us. But she finds herself in a situation where she's got two kids, one four, one almost two. She's at home by herself and it just feels like Groundhog's Day. I mean, it feels like the longest day ever and it just repeats itself. And so (laughs) uh, we're hoping to uh, give uh, Alandria some encouragement and some support. So I'm, I'm eager to talk with her. I am too. Well, why don't we just go ahead and do that now? We're going to call her and bring her online right now. All right, I'm super excited for uh, today's show. We've got Alondria Richards with us. And, um, you know, this is one of my wife's friends on Instagram. And uh, she just reached out to us and mentioned basically that, you know, it's kind of tough. And I think we're all going through this. I mean, this is day nine of our mandated stay-at-home order by Governor Newsom, and so I think we're all feeling a little um, cooped up, maybe mm-hmm. a little lacking of social interaction, and so um, <laughs> I think that that's something that you would share, right, Elandria?
2: Yeah, um, first of all, I just wanted to thank you and Jen so much for having me on, and I appreciate you guys putting this podcast together to bring hope to people and encouragement to people. I know that when I listen to your guys' podcast, it does that exact thing for me. It brings me a lot of hope and encouragement. And um, yeah, I'm on day 14. Day 14, <laughs> 14. overachiever. <laughs> With my family, um, I have two kids. I have a four year old daughter and I have a almost two in May son. And we're just, We just decided as a family, um, my husband and I, to stay at home so we could um, flex the curve, obviously, of the outbreak. But more importantly, just keep my family safe. Mm -hmm. I have my parents are both in their early 60s. Do
3: they live close?
2: They do. They both just recently retired and they bought a fifth bill so they could travel mm-hmm. around. Um, because my brother lives in Washington with his family and then I have another brother that lives in Humboldt and my sister lives in Arizona. So okay. their plan was to kind of travel around so they could spend time with all of their
1: kids. I and think then it's they a have a great plan. <laughs> That's the best, yeah, that's the best plan here. ever.
0: Jen and I yeah. have talked about doing that ourselves, yeah. like, you know, uh, you know, with the kids, maybe they spread out a little bit more like, well, we either either have to work really hard and end up buying some sort of small home in in each of the cities where they're at, if they move <laughs> away or we got to do yeah. a traveling caravan.
1: Yeah. And just we will yeah. take the gypsy, the Airstream out and then we'll just run all the trails, you know, to wherever they live. You've
0: got this already planned out.
1: Well, I'm planning. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a planner. You're not. I am.
0: So you guys decided to self-isolate a bit and yeah. um, you, got, you got your parents that you're concerned about. They're local, but they, they can travel around. So have mm-hmm. you seen them or are you foregoing interaction with them as well?
2: We have decided to forego interaction with them. Um, we've seen them twice. They drove by our house <laughs> um, a couple of days ago and waved at my kids in Aww. the car, which was really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. my kids don't really understand why they can't their grandparents yeah. or get close to them? Oh, that I've breaks my I've explained it to my daughter as much as possible, but um, and then another time I had before all this happened um, got too crazy. I went grocery shopping and I went grocery shopping for my parents because they had already decided to quarantine. I think right. a day or two before us, uh-huh. and so I had gone grocery shopping for them and dropped groceries off for them. But that's about as much as we've seen them or anybody really
0: Mm -hmm. now you said it's
2: just been kind of hard yeah
0: now you also said that to further add to your challenge um your husband is one of the necessary essential workers and so tell us about what he does and uh, what he's been doing since um all of this kind of of uh took place
2: yeah, he, um, he has a computer science degree from Sac State, so he knows everything about computers, which is kind of a godsend, because mm-hmm. um, I don't know anything about computers. <laughs> and he works for a large um, company that he manages the IT department. Okay. And um, the companies that they service include a lot of hospitals, fire departments, banks, etc so because those businesses are essential to staying open during this crisis his business is essential to staying open and because he's a supervisor, it's kind of like you know he has to be there for his employees and then recently um he was notified that his company was going to have to furlough about 70 percent of their employees and in order to keep on the few that they were keeping on that worked for him, he was going to have to take a rather large pay <laughs> cut. Which, wow. thank, thank god, he keeps a job, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm really thankful that he still has his job, and so is he, because there's so many people that are losing their jobs or without a job. And, um, but just taking that you know, all of that into consideration. I think the hardest part besides him having a pay cut was just having to let go his employees and having those conversations with them um, that he had to let them go because so many people have, you know, their own issues and their own things going on. And just losing a job on top of that is probably, you know, just really difficult.
0: Yeah. And and to be the person that has to deliver that news, that has to be on the front lines of telling somebody that, um, you know, they're no longer going to be employed, that's 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 very difficult. I mean, that, that takes a heavy toll in and of itself. You add to that the fact that you've got to do that now with a 20 percent pay cut, and then you add to the fact that now you're working more than ever and not seeing your children. And your wife as much, then I could I can imagine that that is a um, it's a heavy familial weight to bear. It Mm -hmm. just seems like a lot of adversity. Um, all at one time, very quick, you know, out of the blue, like two months ago, we weren't thinking about this, you know, and then now all of a sudden it's, it's our daily life. This is, this is is what you got to deal with. You got to furlough employees, you got to take a pay cut, you got to work more than you were ever working before. And you're not going to see your family as much, you know, all in a blink of an eye.
1: Right. That's, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. I think for my
2: husband too, just to speak on his behalf a little bit, he, wants nothing more than to be home with his family. Mm -hmm. Like he loves spending time with his kids and because of the age they are and the season that we're in, he only gets to spend like an hour or two a day with them when he gets home from work. And now to know that he's gonna have to work longer hours and be more available at his job, it just breaks my heart for my kids, but it breaks my heart for him too, because I know that he wants to be there and he doesn't want to be that dad that's not at home with his kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> so know as hard. A, as a father myself, I think, you know, I can I can relate to that. I worked a lot when my kids were young and I reflect back on that now and um, you know, I wish I wish I could have had a bit more balance. But I think in this situation, he's got to give himself a little bit of a of a pass. You know, I keep saying to Jen that yeah. um, that, like, our kids are are uh, much older than yours. Yeah, so our oldest now yeah. is almost 24. He'll be 24 on April okay. 1st. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a 22-year-old. And then we've got a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old. So, you know, we had two kids quick, got yeah. very overwhelmed, <laughs> backed off for six and a half years, and then had two more. <laughs> but um, yeah. what I've been sharing with them is that, um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to... To step outside of your present circumstance and and maybe see the collective, uh, you know, much, much bigger picture. But I, I said to them, listen, this is this is going to be stuff that your kids, my grandkids and my great grandkids, they're going to read about this in yeah. history books. You know, they're going to understand. I mean, we've never been through something like this before to this extent to have the world shut down, um, effectively to have people self quarantine, to have, you know, really no meaningful air traffic in the skies Mm -hmm. to have, I mean, when you drive on the roads to see that. And so one of the things that, um, Jen and I both encouraged them to do was to, uh, just start journaling. You know, writing writing it down because number one, it's very cathartic. You know, like it gets yeah. it gives you an avenue to to get your feelings out. And actually, Jen and I talked. Mm-hmm. The podcast, yeah, was really yeah. that for us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, really like was. an archive of a of a daily you know, kind of update something that we can reflect back on, you know, like yeah. if this lasts yeah, two months, six months, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to last, but the reality <laughs> of it is, is that, you know, uh, I was talking to Jen uh, because she'd shared your um, text into us and, and some of the communication that you had you said. And I, and I thought, you know, this isn't going to be the last time, unfortunately, either, that I think that the world faces something like this, we're getting mm-hmm. more populous and, yeah. and these kind of things will happen, but you know, what a, what a blessing to be able to, to write down your thoughts, you know, because your kids, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at 4-1, it's very unlikely that 20 years from now, they're going to remember anything about this, you know, like, or or what this environment is. But should they be in a situation where they have to face it as young adults or adults themselves or as mothers or parents Mm or fathers themselves? You know, can you imagine pulling some sort of journal out of the family archive that Mm -hmm. you wrote down? And this is what we were thinking. This was day X, 14, day 15, day 20, day (laughs) 40 or whatever. And I'm imagining that you're going to go through a lot of different emotions throughout all of this. I think we all are. Uh, Yeah depending on the depth and the severity of it, but to have kind of a, of an archive, you know, of your feelings and a, a, you know, guide to how you navigated it. I mean, that could be one of the biggest, you know, blessings or Mm -hmm. gifts that you could give your children or your grandchildren. So I'm I'm trying to share with them to be mindful that although it feels like economic carnage out there, there is, um, I mean, we are living through history right yeah. now. And so I to know. recognize that as something that's significant and to, and I guess in some regard, uh, even honor it by archiving or journaling or remembering or writing down or, you know, however it is that you, you do it, I think is uh, one one thing that might help.
1: Right. It definitely will help. That's great advice. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah,
2: I just, right now since my kids are young, like you mentioned, I just try to My daughter's pretty smart, even though she's only four. I just Mm -hmm. try to have age-appropriate conversations about what's going on and just try to check in with her about how she's feeling because, I mean, for her, it's not too much different because, like I said, I'm a stay-at-home mom with her other than, you know, she's been told, now we can't go to school, we can't go to your dance um, classes. And I think the hardest part is just not being able to see her friends Mm -hmm. have play dates And seeing my parents or, you know, extended family even, I just think that is the hardest part because she's a lot like me. I am a people person and I love giving hugs and I like (laughs) connections and that's like part of my love language and (laughs) to not receive that, you know, on the other side of it is just tough. So I'm just trying to be mindful about the time I'm spending with her Uh And um, making sure that I'm making good positive memories and even though some days are challenging, um, I think all parents go through challenging moments with their kids, that I just want to be mindful about being present and being attentive to her emotions and mm-hmm. her feelings. Cause how I'm are sure
1: she... how are you um, <laughs> telling her what's going on? like how are you? What are you actually Yeah, we don't we don't have four-year-olds. Yeah, so like, we're, I I think we're both curious as to how you to a four-year-old <laughs> like
0: <laughs> how you rolled that out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cuz we well, obviously do it much differently um, with a 13 and a 15-year-old. Yeah. So I'm wondering like what well, do you, what do you say?
2: I'm already um, a little bit of a helicopter mom <laughs> in in normal circumstances. Um But I already am really proactive about, you know, good hygiene with my kids, Mm -hmm. you know, um, good hand washing. But I kind of, you know, go a little bit overboard sometimes just because that's my personality Mm -hmm. type. But when it first came about, um, I don't offer a flu shot to my kids during cold and flu season. So during cold and flu season, I'm already very attentive to, like, what they're doing as far as hygiene and taking care their supplements and making sure that they have good nutrients in their diets and all of that stuff and plenty of water. So mm-hmm. I kind of treated it the same way because honestly, I've been told by her doctor that the flu is more dangerous to my children than this virus that's going around. Okay. And so I kind of just, I kind of just based it off of, okay, I already know what to do with my kids to keep them safe and healthy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to not take them anywhere where they potentially could get sick. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of explained to her that, you know, that there's a sickness going around and you have to be really mindful about washing our hands. And if we have a cough or have to sneeze, just make sure we cover our mouth. And that, you know, we just have to keep our distance from people. And I just remind her that that she doesn't need to worry about any of it. And because sometimes she gets like, I'm just really worried about stuff. And I just tell her, Penelope, you don't need to be worried about anything. That's not your job to be worried. And I say to her, Who's it, whose job is it to be worried? And she goes, no one's job to worry. We need to give our worries to God. Okay. And I I constantly am telling her, we have to just pray to God when we feel so worried or anxious or anything feelings of uncertainty because it's not our job we're not in control we're in control of our emotions and how we react to certain things but i the bottom line i tell her is just to pray so i'll catch her like in her room praying i'll catch her you know just randomly praying and i just that's all i can really offer her at this time because i know what i can do as a mom to keep her safe and healthy but at the end of the day it's really out of my hands because God is greater than all of this. And he's going to protect me and my kids.
0: Amen to as that. As long as
2: I, I don't know what I can do to protect them. But she she goes around and <laughs> the other day we were playing on our court and a couple of their kids came out. And I just reminded her, you know, we have to keep our distance. And <laughs> she, she goes, yeah, that's coronavirus. <laughs> 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 when that coronavirus is over... We're going to be able to play together. She's so she's about the biggest personality. She's so like wise beyond her, her years.
1: Yeah. Now, have Jeez. you? I think have, in her mind. Yeah.
0: Have you by chance caught her um, praying and had a chance to video it?
2: Um, I've taken pictures of her in her room with her Bible on her bed, mm. and she is reading her Bible. Um, but I think. I don't know if I have a video of her
0: praying. But oh my gosh. I, I just think about the journaling and I then I think about video. having a yeah. video of her at that time. I mean, 20 years from now, can you imagine sharing that with her? And she's, Looking back, and this was you praying for people and your friends so and precious. all that other stuff. I mean, I, just, I that just seems like one of those priceless moment mm-hmm. opportunities, you know, yeah. something that you would you would cherish forever <laughs> moving forward. The little kid boys,
1: you know, the yeah. faith <laughs> of
0: a four year old, you know, that that kind of stuff. Yeah, and
1: then there's these adults that you know don't have any faith, and here you have yeah. this four year old that you know gets it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, does does she have a yeah. uh, like? a couple of friends that she's really missing or is she missing? Cause you mentioned dance recital and preschool yeah. and stuff like that. This is well, so a
1: graduation, right? Preschool graduation. Yeah. She's supposed she to graduate from
2: preschool. Um, well, in May, but early in June, but I don't know if her school's going to open back up, but I've already decided that if she doesn't, her school doesn't open back up.
1: I'm gonna throw her her own preschool
2: graduation. Oh, for Aww. sure. We, we, At home, and all we're gonna I'll have just, to do that. We have you know,
1: an eighth grader graduating as well, so I wonder if he'll appreciate his own private party. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
0: I he's mean, gonna, gonna miss so his eighth grade graduation. So yeah, we're we're we're, we're like bummer. yeah, you know it, it it is. But I keep reminding him it's going to go down in history books. I mean, you're going to miss your eighth grade graduation yeah. because of a worldwide pandemic virus. You'll never ever forget that.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. that's good and bad.
2: But to answer your, but to answer your question, yeah, she does have a best friend. Um, they've been best friends ever since they were born. Mm. They're only two months apart, and her her mom and myself are best friends. Oh, that's And cool. it just was really easy. To become for them to become best friends because the moms were already best right. friends and they've been, comedic, they've, been, they've been timing each other and what i really love that you've been actually doing is they've been doing pen pal they've been sending each other letters in the mail like drawing the letters and then they get to they get it out of the mail and then they open it and it's a drawing and then they call each other and they explain the drawing and they're like really excited that they got it. So they've been doing that. And I just think it's really great because they're learning at four years old how to connect in other, some other way other than
1: uh, an electronic. Yes. Can we just (laughs) all go back to that snail mail? I I, (laughs) I miss that.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's funny (laughs) that you mentioned, um, you know, just connection. And I was, I was going somewhere with that question because we, Jen and I have been involved in a, um, a gathering of people that uh, come together to pray for each other, and um, if somebody's experiencing any kind of an illness or whatever, we'll lay hands on each other, and and it's just been a it's yeah. just been a really kind of God centered, um, awesome um, way to kind of of express your faith. And um, ever since this hit, you know, we had to do the last two that we've done. We've done on um, a Zoom conference call. And what was really cool about it was, you know, like, here's nine people all together. And I think Zoom is very reasonable and inexpensive, at least from what I understand. But we were able to all come together, we could all see each other's faces, we could all dialogue and, and you could actually, you know, touch on the screen, if someone was talking, you, you, know, you could zoom in closer to them or not. And I just thought, gosh, there's got to be an application for Kids that way. I mean, imagine Mm. having a virtual play date where the moms got together and on a Saturday go. Okay, here's here's the call in number. Here's this, and it's just for the kids. You know, get the iPad set up. They can see each other. They can talk to each other. You know, I even thought about you know a virtual dance recital. You know, the whole idea that you could actually show it and they could comment on each other's you know stuff. You know, but for kids, you know, but the parents would have to (laughs) to organize it. But I think you know, seeing your friend talking to your friend visually via something like that Mm -hmm. you know maybe that's an idea to to um that's a
1: great idea consider well hopefully we aren't in this uh quarantine for that long (laughs) well because i want to get out
0: (laughs) i I know you want to get out but you know like i you know you know i'm the one that reads all the news and i'm you know like i we're we're not i just want to prepare you that we're not close to this being over yet like we're we're supposed to be in
1: mexico right now
0: Jen's upset <laughs> because we were going to... playing
1: on the sandy, blown beach of Mexico uh, I know. We, and we, we're we supposed to be there right now, and then um, we're actually we're going to go for the whole summer because we always do that, and we're kind of wondering if that's even going to happen
0: yeah, the I, summer. Yeah, I, I think I any, know, I was, any, any summer plans are probably going to yeah. be affected by this.
1: I'm refusing to think that yet.
0: <laughs> Jen is stubborn. <laughs> choosing not to. All,
2: I'll stay positive that... We will have some type of summer, but yeah. I know it's just so hard because so many people are being affected in so many different ways. It's mm-hmm. not just one group of people or one thing, you know, like graduations or birthday yeah. parties yeah. or, weddings. you know, my, my, yeah, weddings, baby showers, my, and my sister-in-law are both pregnant Ugh. expecting their first child in May. Oh, geez. And um, luckily they both had their baby showers before there was the quarantine or yeah. no parties over 50 or whatever. But um, I just, That's... I at the end of the day, I feel less sadness about my minor things, mm-hmm. but I feel so bad for them because they're supposed to be Having this exciting, joyous time of their life, um, getting ready to welcome a miracle Mm -hmm. into their life. And I just feel like how sad that it's being dampened by all of the things that are going on. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't imagine what, you know, people like them are going through because I can't, I just can't even imagine, you know, Mm like if my daughter's preschool graduation seems ridiculous compared to like my sister's both welcoming a baby and wondering if they're going to be able to have their husband. Well, I did talk to my girlfriend
1: yesterday. I have two girlfriends that work in labor and delivery. And what she had said is that it's actually really, really sad because the nurses basically turn into their family because they're only allowed one person in the room while they are even at the hospital while they're delivering these babies. So yeah, Yeah. I mean, it that's definitely going to be hard for a lot of people.
0: It is. Yeah, you know? just, Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say it's heavy for mm-hmm. your, all the things that are like you would just... I think what I'm trying to say is all the things we take for granted that we just get to do mm-hmm. because God is awesome and He gave us all these opportunities and blessings. I just think that even I'm, I'm guilty of taking things for granted, like the simplest things like hugs, you know, yeah, <laughs> like
3: yeah, being sure. able
2: to get close to somebody, we just take it all for granted. And um, if nothing, it's just a huge wake up call to remind everyone, including myself that, you know, we just need to slow down a little bit and remember like, why we're all here, why, what we're supposed to be doing here. And um just really reflect on that and spend time reflecting on that and spending time with God. i mean you guys talk about journaling yeah i've been i feel like i can't sleep at night because i'm praying so much <laughs> and that's like the only thing i can do because i my kids don't let me journal but <laughs> <laughs> it maybe 20 years i can journal but that's the only thing i can do is just Continuously pray. I listen to worship music pretty much all day long. Yeah, um, which is nothing from the normal of what I already do in my everyday life. It's just that I really, I put away all the distractions now, and I'm just like super focused because I, I really. That's all I can really do is just pray that God heals our people and our land, and just pray that um, He restores faith in all of us that we have hope and um that if nothing else he can get people back to believing in him
0: yeah I you know? I, to I think him. that's yeah I think that's awesome i I couldn't agree more you know we've been praying something similar and that is that you know that through this wh- whatever like we don't understand God's ways we don't understand his plan we don't we don't yeah. understand why. Some people are affected. Some people aren't. We don't understand why some people that are over 100 didn't die, and somebody that's 27 dies. Yeah, like we just we, we yeah. don't we don't understand. But the reality of it is, is that. Um, whatever the maximum possible benefit is to the planet and humanity as a whole i want i want that if we're going to go through this
3: yeah i
0: want i want the maximum possible upside to come out of it you know what yeah. what and i think yeah. you're doing a good thing i think i think that you're sitting there and you're you're balancing both the present circumstance by stepping outside and also imagining other people with, with uh, a much worse circumstance. I mean, imagine somebody that's, you know, a a two person, two income household, but yet now both are out of a job and now they're wondering where the rent's going to come from and, you know, what food and things like that, you know? And so, you know, I think to step sometimes, um, for, for me, whenever I, I experience something that's really, uh, challenging and uncertain, I'll imagine two possible outcomes. One is the one I worry about, you know, let's say. And then the other one is this complete opposite positive benefit that I never saw God coming. Cause you know, God works that way. It's yeah. like all of a sudden he'll yeah. wallop you upside the head and give you yeah. some kernel like, of goodness. And you're like, Whoa, I went through that <laughs> for this, you know, like yeah. Jen, Jen and I reflect, you know, we, we went through the fire back in uh, 2009 and, uh, I mean, we pretty much lost everything financially. I mean, I was a financial mm-hmm. advisor. The stock market crashed at that time. Uh, it was like chicken little, the sky's fallen. Nobody wanted to do anything. They didn't want to invest money. My income dried up. I needed people to invest in order for me to make money. And so, like, it was this perfect storm of uh, carnage, financial, emotional, physical. I mean, it just was a, a perfect storm. And so what I'm able to do now, though, in, in reflecting back on that is... is is it was one of the biggest blessings in disguise that I've ever been through. You know, uh, I look at my life today and how different it is today, how different I am today because of what I went through. And was it challenging? Yes. Heck yes, mm-hmm. it was challenging. Was it, it at moments, uh, did it feel unbearable? Mm-hmm. Yes. It. it did I, did yeah. I lose hope? I mean, were there moments where I thought, you know, do I even want to be here anymore on this planet? Yeah, I, I think all of us, mm-hmm. you know, go through desperate times and and feel that yeah. uh weight of the world but you know honestly I I look back on it and it was a blessing it was yeah. a blessing in disguise and and I hope that yeah. that's what this is for the world I hope that that's what yeah. this is that it that it rallies people mm-hmm. that it changes people that it that it there's no question that life will be different mm-hmm. when all of this is done yeah. and uh one thing I was thinking about when you were talking is like imagine this At the end of this year, this Christmas, can you imagine how different this Christmas is going to be (laughs) for people, (laughs) how they're going to view family, how they're going to be family interaction, how they're going to view travel, how you know, what they're going to prioritize, what they're going to. You know, yeah. like I just really feel like all the stuff that was missed, whatever mm-hmm. we miss collectively as families and and stuff over the next few months, you know, all of that, I mean, people are going to make up for it. It's going to be
1: extra magical.
0: It's going to be, it's yeah. going to be awesome. Like I look forward <laughs> to that. Like Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving is going to be insane and Christmas yeah. is going to be awesome. You know, yeah. like, so like I, like I'm uh, internally, I'm trying to, attach a time frame like that not worry about what happens in the in-between mm-hmm. but just look forward to what that's going to be at the end of to the, the year The fun
1: magical times where we all get a hug yeah. each other where Disneyland opens up
0: again <laughs> like yes, the, please. I mean Disneyland oh, is closed goodness. how that's why people <laughs> are upset they have no magic in their life because Disneyland we is closed need
1: magic <laughs> well
2: my daughter I told her once she she's been like a handful of times, um, and I told her, my husband and I told her that when she reached forty inches, when she was like, she's been like thirty nine and a half inches for a while, and we're mm-hmm. like, when you reach forty inches, we'll go again because then she can go on X amount more rides. And now that she's over the age, so we have to pay for her. So obviously, <laughs> um, the other day, because she, she constantly is asking my husband, "Will you measure me? Will you measure me?" So he takes out the measuring tape and. He, measures her, her height and the other day she's at 40 and she was like I, I was like oh man she's, she's, she's white, but we're gonna have to obviously wait but
1: don't tell her disneyland know, like, is co- is closed don't yeah. tell her
2: i didn't, I didn't. <laughs> so, well the cool thing is, is you can go on youtube and watch all the Disneyland crates and the videos. So it's just like you're at Disneyland. I think
1: I, I I just posted on Facebook. Um, there's 12 rides that you can go on at Disneyland virtually. So I just posted that on my page (laughs) and I have yet to go on these rides, you know, virtually, but I need to do that.
0: You know, what's going to come out of this Jen and I, um, we're, uh, working with a really cool architect, you know, on our flip houses and, on our own house and stuff and so he brought us into his office um about a month and a half ago and uh for the very first time we got to put on vr goggles and Mm -hmm. he was able to you know have us virtually like walk through the house like you could look up and wherever you looked up you'd see whatever it is part of the house that you were looking at and so when he clicked out of that though he was able to um show us a map of the world and you could jump anywhere in the world like yeah. you go anywhere oh, and, you like go to Disneyland. it Disneyland Yeah and it had in the goggles would would like take you right there you could you could literally walk down yep. main street you could yep. look this it's way look so that cool. way that and there's that's no what's going to come out of this there you was know, people, real people pe- there too know, like pe- walking pe- when you're quarantined like I, like right now if i had those goggles like if i had a set of them i'm like i'd be traveling the world yeah. right now and in, in you know instead of watching netflix you're going you, <laughs> to well, I'm gonna go see what the Great Wall of China's like, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom yeah, myself sure. there. Well, so. we
1: were even able to go to our home in Mexico. Yeah. And we would we saw oh, our truck. So cool. We were able to walk like it where we normally walk. Yeah, it it was, was the coolest thing ever.
0: Yeah, so well,
1: that's I, awesome. let's I've do that again.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, technology like that is going to serve the masses, like prepare for the next pandemic. We're going to have your virtual next time you go on quarantine lockdown. We're going to have your VR goggles for you. And you so can you can go see your in. friends. Yeah.
1: I love <laughs> this.
0: They will have that. It'll interface with remember. like, like your uh, what's that FaceTime? It'll interface with FaceTime so oh you can gosh. virtually talk to each other. Oh you know, my gosh. Like that that <laughs> this is
3: great. <laughs> wow <laughs>
0: We'll see. We'll see what comes out of that. One well, question one question I, one question I, I oh yeah, go ahead. I, well I was just gonna ask, no you know, how are you and your husband doing? like how, what, what is like how is this affecting you guys as husband and wife? And how are, you, how are you dealing with that? Because I'm sure there's other people that have young kids um, at home that yeah. are that are faced in the same situation you are. And, and so how is it – is it one of those things that it's strengthening you? Is it kind of neutral? Is it having a disadvantage to you guys in your marriage? So tell us a little bit about that.
2: Well, I think um, there's – honestly, there's good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. I think we're just um, – I think because the season we're already in with having a younger child yeah. and we're just coming out of that because my son is going to be two in May. So we're kind of transitioning into a new season with him. Um, so coming out of that season and um, also coming out of the season of just <laughs> Christmas and, you know, all of the busyness that ensues with all the holidays, I think. There's just good days and bad days, I think, because we do have so little time together as a couple, because of the hours my husband works, and because I'm a stay-at-home mom, we literally barely have any time to connect together as a couple because of the season that we're in. And I think, if anything, um, instead of, obviously, on the weekend, doing stuff as a family, going places as a family. Um, we're just obviously staying at home, so we're connecting more on the weekends, like, you know, doing more things together one-on-one, but um, I think it's just hard because we were already in a season of little time together, mm-hmm. and now we're kind of still continuing that season, but we always, at the end of every day, when we're laying in bed, we have a conversation before we go to bed about how our day was and you know, we kind of check in with each other. Um, I think, if anything, we are giving each other hugs more mm. <laughs> and connecting that way more because we only have each other to hug. You know, we don't, we're not getting connection anywhere else. So we're definitely hugging more and interacting more on that level, spending more, more time together. Our family's already really good about no phone at the dinner table. We all sit down and eat together. Um you know, we have the same routine with our kids with bath time and um, bedtime, and then our routine at time. we just usually I'll do my Bible study, and um, we'll connect and have a conversation. So I think, if anything, it's just, it's gotten better, but at the same time, I think because we have a little bit of a slightly different view of what's going on, and with the pandemic, it also has made us have a couple cool here and there, because <laughs> I I appreciate and I'm very thankful that he has a job. So I don't ever want to come off that I'm not. But at the same time, it's hard because a lot of people are home with two parents with mm-hmm. their kids during this time. And I'm one of those people that's not. And so I it's difficult for me to sometimes appreciate that he has a job because I selfishly, <laughs> as a person... <laughs> Wish that he could be home, um, yeah. getting all the extra time with his kids, getting the extra time with me. Um, so it's hard because he has to work. He needs to work. Thankfully, we are able to pay our bills and survive. But at the same time, you know, everybody else is. Some people compl- are complaining they don't have a job. Some people are happy they don't have a job. I'm just kind of like in the middle.
3: <laughs> yeah. Of
2: like. I wish he was home, but I'm also thankful. I wish we had the time that other people are having to reconnect because I'm seeing everywhere social media. People are like, this is great. I've been able to reconnect with my husband and we need to spend time together. Not that I'm angry, but I'm a little, jealous, <laughs> a little bit jealous. Yeah. And I'm just like, I want that too. But at the end of the day, like you said earlier, I'm trying to look at this whole thing a much broader spectrum. I'm looking at it from so many different angles. You know, I'm trying not to look at it just about me because at the end of the day it's not about me. Um I have to like reflect and listen to what's got what God's putting on my heart and He's putting on my heart that there's so much more happening. There's so much more things that are bigger than me that are happening. And I know that my marriage is to make it through this, it's strong enough. I've been with my husband for almost 20 years. Um, I met him when I was 19, and he's my soulmate. I'll I will be with him until the day that I die. Pandemic, mm. <laughs> miscarriages, whatever happens, I he's never going anywhere. We're gonna make it through this. I just all I can do is pray for people that don't have a relationship with God, that don't know Him. And yeah. pray for people that don't have any hope. I mean, Can you imagine going through this without
0: thinking? faith? Can you, I mean, literally I imagine going can't. through this without faith.
2: I can't. I can't at all. Like to have no hope, to have no faith. It's gotta be really dark. And the other day, my daughter and I were listening to Love and she was listening to the words and she's, picks up a song like that and can sing it right after it plays. And she's like, I don't understand why they're talking about darkness. And I was just trying to explain to her, like there's a lot of darkness in the world and it's our job to spread our love and our joy and bring light and shine light upon people that don't know where the light is. And I just hope that if anything comes out of this pandemic or anything Negative that's happening, that even the smallest amount of light can be shed. And so I feel like I said, I feel like selfish even saying I long for more time with my husband. But at the same time, like I know that God has a bigger plan for me and my marriage and my family. I don't necessarily know what it is, but I'm all I can do is be faithful that I know that His plan is His plan and that He is the only person that knows that plan and I just have to be faithful that it, he's going to be good all the time, no matter what, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what happens in my life, God is good all the
3: time. Mm-hmm.
0: Couldn't agree with you more. That's yeah. a great, great outlook. And and uh, I think Jen got a little teared up at listening to you <laughs> talk to your four-year-old <laughs> like about you the light. So you know sweet. that is That is an awesome example of uh, just great parenting and I think yeah. great reassurance and yeah, okay. uh, kudos to you for... <laughs> for sharing that. Yeah. That, you know, the smallest of light can pierce all of darkness. It's just, it's just one yeah. of those, one of those things. And, you know, and I, and I, I understand that. I mean, like Jen and I take it for granted. Like we are able to uh, spend a lot of time together in, in, in this moment. It's not that we don't have worries ourselves. You know, we've got a lot of, yeah. of money out on, on houses. I have no idea what, real estate's going to do. I don't have any idea if I can sell the two houses I've got for sale right now. Are people looking? Are they shopping? You know. But you set all that stuff aside. The reality of it is, is God has always been good. He has always showed up. He's always provided. And everything has always worked out. It hasn't always worked out, obviously, the way that I would have wanted or liked in the moment. But in retrospect, man, it's it's just Mm -hmm. been... It's just been an awesome path. And and sometimes when I get discouraged like that, I mean I, I sit back and I think, okay, this is this is our unifying rallying cry for this generation of patriotism and American support and do do our part, right? So the last time that we went through this was World War Two. So imagine shipping yeah. your husband off, you know, on some naval vessel for the next year not knowing whether he's going to come back or not, you know, like, thank goodness. It's not that. Thank goodness. It's not, not seeing him at all, you know, for months on end, you know, he's going off to fight a war kind of a thing. So I, you know, I think about stuff like that all the time. And, you know, it's like you see these memes and some of these uh, jokes and stuff like that on Instagram and social media where, you know, you know, my grandparents went off here and this is what I got to do for my country. I got to sit, sit at home and watch Netflix or something like that. So, you know, I I think sometimes keeping a healthy, um, perspective of you know what what we are really being asked and called to do to support our nation right now is not um in relation yeah in relation to what others have been through not not as Mm -hmm. huge a sacrifice as Mm -hmm. what they what they gave and I think the other thing to to just remember is it's it's a season you know it's just a season Mm -hmm. it's not forever there will be an end to this season it's not going to go on forever and so i think that you know you can you can do a lot of things and if you imagine that it's only a short period of time um you know relatively speaking then mm-hmm. i think that it's so much more helpful and and makes it more palatable to get through when mm-hmm. you see that you know this is this is just a season it's temporary it's, it's not like, gonna like last forever. a marathon yeah
1: you know you're going to yeah. be done in 26 miles <laughs> exactly. <point Yeah>. 02
0: <laughs> but about the 18th mile like you like i'm dying (laughs) Like, there's no way, like, you know, and then you're at the 22nd mile and it's like those two miles seem like another 26 miles. But
1: eventually it's over.
0: I was saying to Jen that, that right now these days seem like dog days. You know yeah. like each day is like 7 days so like a week feels like you've been been at home what for 49 it? days. <laughs>
3: yeah. It totally Yet, does. yet so, 6
0: months ago we were dying to spend, you know, just, you know, like watch a movie with the rain outside, cuddly cozy nothing. day. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah. how many times have you told me right. in the last year, I just want to have a nothing day. Well, yeah. you you're getting your wish. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and now that yeah. I have that, no. I can't stand it. Yeah,
0: now you're unsettled. You're <laughs> yeah. crawling out of your skin.
1: Well, no, I think it's just
2: you know, us in the flesh, we always want, we're always wanting, and we're always wanting for something more or mm-hmm. better. And, you know, like, we're all guilty of it. You know, we want our Netflix and chill days, we want our <laughs> sunny beach vacations, we don't want our hiding from our kids in holidays. But I think, like, at the end of the day, you know, I hope that this helps people not want first yeah, so I agree. And maybe just come back to ground zero and be like, okay, because I went through this, I know what I want, this is what I need.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I know what I'm capable of. I mean, I think as a millennial, like a lot of, because that's the age group I'm in, I think a lot of us have a pretty good, had a pretty good upbringing. I mean, my parents taught me pretty well and, um, I think, just as a society, though we've we've gotten so accustomed to things going our way, or instant gratification, or um, doing the things that we want to do because we're able to or we have the means to, and instead of maybe focusing on the things that we should be doing—connecting with our kids, connecting with our spouses, calling our loved ones, and telling them that we love them over the phone—and not. Only Go by without talking to them. um You know the mm-hmm. social mannerisms, as far as like saying hello to people in a grocery store,
0: yeah, and um, meaning being,
2: it, being kind, being kind to people. And I think all of those things we have completely missed out on for so long as a society. That I hope that after this, that people are going to remember what this was like and be like, okay, I'm gonna hold my head up and I'm going to say hi to someone walking by me and I'm going to put my phone down and not be on my phone so much and I'm going to spend more time with my kid or I'm going to spend more time with my mom and dad. And I just think my, my mantra already in life is it's just the season. Also, my mom always tells me when I call her, you know, like upset about something that I'm going through that's difficult with my kids. It's just the season. And um, at the end of the day, it really is just a season. And it's something that I'm constantly telling my daughter, nothing lasts forever. Yes. And, and she keeps asking me when this is all going to be over. And I'm just like, nothing lasts forever. And I just have to keep telling myself that. Like, out loud, I say it. I say it out loud. Nothing lasts forever. Um, Forever might seem like a long time, you know. But, you know, 14 days seems like a long time. <laughs> yes. And that's so how long it's been second my house, but I just feel like um, I just feel like our time here is so short, and maybe this is God's way of reconnecting all of us yeah. to really focus on what we're supposed to be doing. I, mean, I agree with that. I know I already said that, but mm-hmm. I, I, I hope like that that's, that's what comes really out of this as well. On, yeah.
0: So let me so let me uh, ask you a question. Um there's certainly sure. going to be somebody else out there that's in a similar situation as you. Maybe one parent at home, one still working, working excess hours because they're one of those critical needed employees or employers and a couple of kids at home. And so what would you say to encourage somebody like you that this is what would, might
1: not have all the tools that she yeah, has. Like, I, I really feel a,
0: like, yeah, she you, you've got a better um, level set of tools, yeah. I think, than most. And so, what would you say to somebody that's that's going through uh, what you're going through right now? You know, stay at home mom, at home, two young kids, not seeing the husband. Like, what would you say to encourage that person?
2: I would just say the same thing that I tell myself, and that that the only thing that truly matters is. Making sure your kids are safe and they feel loved, because there's so much going on right now. You have to be a home. You have to be a teacher because now you're homeschooling your kids. You have to be a dance teacher because now you're teaching your kids her dance lessons. And here's five million crafts that you have to do with your kids to, you know, be the best mom ever the whole day. And at the end of the day, like those, all those things are really great being a great teacher to your kid, being a dance teacher, giving your kids all the crafts to do, those are all great things because they're positive. But if there's not positivity coming out of them, if your kids aren't smiling and they're not happy and they're not mm-hmm. joyful, then just stop doing all those things and just connect with your kids. Sit on the floor with them. Pray with them. Talk to them about how they're feeling. Just be with them. Because at the end of the day, your kids don't need any of that other stuff. They just want your love and they want your attention. And like my daughter says, I just want to be just like you. I just want to do the things that you're doing. And so I'm guilty of it. I try to fill my day with as much business as possible because that's kind of how I get through the day. But in the moments where I do slow down and I just jump on the trampoline with my daughter or talk. to her about how she's feeling, or sit there and do like a quiet puzzle, or cuddle and watch a movie. I mean, those are the memories I'm never going to get back if I don't do them. And if you're doing other stuff just to be to get your day and be busy, then you really are just missing out. I mean, yeah, I think there's I such a there's such a um thing for moms, stay at home moms and moms in particular to perform, to be the best we can be, to do the best craft for our kids, to take our kids on the best outings. And there's like a level of competition there. You want to be the best mom you can be, right? Um and your kids don't care about any of that. <laughs> they don't care if you have the best clothes on or the best <laughs> lunch pack or the best craft or the best filter. They care about you and the time you're spending with them, and the love you're giving to them, and the words that are coming out of your mouth, and the actions that you're putting into place—that's what they care about.
0: Well said. So, well, all the moms said. out
2: there, <laughs> but struggling just to get through the day. Just remember, you don't have to do it all. Yeah. Just be who you're supposed to be. Yep. Be your kids' light. Be your kids' love. Mm. Be your kids' joy. And you have to do that through your own actions, because you set the tone for your kid's
0: day when you wake up. Alandria, well, that that is so uh, good, and that's just great advice. And I, you know, that's just that's just awesome. Thank you so much for that. Has this has this little uh, you know endeavor been um, soothing for you? Has it been uplifting for you? How how do you feel now at the end of this uh, chat that we've had? <laughs>
2: I literally have endorphins racing right through my body right now <laughs> because um I like I told you guys before, like I'm already isolated in a stay at home mom. Yeah, I have my play dates and my hangouts with my friends here and there, but it's just been super isolating because normally I don't ever sit on the phone for an hour and talk to anybody <laughs> without both of my kids needing a snack. I need a snack, Mom, i gotta go to the bathroom. I need you to do this, I really need you right now. So it's, it's nice because I've actually got to just sit down and focus on how I feel and my thoughts Mm -hmm. and, you know, in a way, almost like a therapy session.
1: (laughs) And And we're kind of like hanging out. This is great. Yeah.
2: And it's kind of like we're hanging out, we're having coffee. Yeah. We're we're giving you virtual hugs right now because you're a hugger. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Big virtual hugs. (laughs) I think like. The whole aspect of not being able to go to church, which is where I make those connections and feel that energy, Mm -hmm. feel that love. Um, Obviously, we've been doing it in our living room, but (laughs) it's not the same. So I need to find something that can do that. So I I think if I take anything from this other than all of your guys' encouraging words, is that I just need to call somebody, like maybe once a day or once a week. And I just need to take the time to just call somebody and talk to them about anything. Yeah, really. You know, one of the it doesn't have to be about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I think one of the best things that uh that you can do in a situation like this is that when you can be like you said, when you can be the encourager, what is crazy about that is you end up encouraged yourself. Yes. You know, through that process. Yeah. So I'm you got to know other other moms like you, other people they're probably feeling the same thing. I mean, imagine if you could um Create a little gang, a little support gang that uh, gets together or that calls each other or that mm-hmm. faces time, you know, something along those lines where you're diligent about, you know, spending that time, even if it's just once a week, yeah. you know, but like you could yeah. be that light, what you're telling your daughter, you could be that light for somebody else.
1: I think we should encourage everyone that's listening today to reach out and call somebody
0: Yes, and
1: have a yeah. chat, talk, check have a in, talk,
0: check in, see how yeah. they just listen.
1: Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I want to do that. Absolutely. Who am I going to call? <laughs> Yeah, I, and Jen, I, you're such an amazing
2: encourager. I know you're, you say you're shy to come on and speak on the radio, but I just feel like I don't know you. <laughs> ever since I've met you at the Tinkerbell Half Marathon in Disneyland <laughs> you know, so many years ago, I just your smile just, just I don't know. You just have a great smile, and you're always super encouraging. Mm. And whether it be for fitness or whatever outlet you can encourage somebody in. I just, I just want to tell you that you encourage me every single day because I work out at home um, <laughs> and when I see you posting on Instagram, you're riding your telecom bike and you're doing workouts, I'm just like, yes, like I don't have to stop living my life because we're in a pandemic. I'm mm-hmm. in control of what I put in my body still. I'm in control of exercising still. I'm in control of all those things and I don't want you know, a lot of women get discouraged, and I think seeing that, seeing that you're still doing it, encourages other people to keep doing it. Because you could just Netflix and chill all day and eat cake. (laughs) 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 Or we can can still say, I am in control of still a lot of things in my life. You know, through God, obviously, but we're in control of certain things, and I think seeing other people Encouraging other people is is motivation itself. So yes, call your friends, call your family, encourage them to put the pie down, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> to go for a walk, put the pie down and <laughs> jump on the Peloton.
2: Do. Yeah, whatever you can do. I mean, a little small piece of encouragement mm-hmm. can really go a long okay. way, and you never know who you're going it. Um, Like I was saying, you guys, I'm a, I'm an encourager, mm-hmm. and it's hard when you're the encourager and you have no one encouraging you. So just being able to stay here and talk to you guys and hear the positivity in your tone of voice and just hear the encouraging words
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and encouraging others that we're not alone in this, that we're in this together. Like those are the things that I need to hear because like I said, as being a stay-at-home mom, being isolated, I think that you know, we wake up and it's kind of like Groundhog Day. We wake up. <laughs> we it, our kids. We make the bed. We get the coffee ready. We make the cases, We change the diapers. And yeah. then at the end of the day, it's just like when you're the encourager or you're the person that's taking care of small children and a husband, you're just defeated. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: I would encourage moms, too, to still try to find time to have your self-care and Exercise if that's what you're into. Do the right. face mask if that's what you want to do. Get yourself a manicure, whatever it is. Right. Like, don't take this time to think your lowest. I mean, I saw this meme the other day on Instagram. It said, "Go put on your a pair of jeans and make sure they still fit." <laughs> <laughs> so I literally did. I went into my dresser and pulled out my solid pair of jeans, and I'm like, "Oh, stay God, they still fit." I've so been wearing jeans. Okay, okay. Every single <laughs> day. And so, you know, just like the small little things that we can do to encourage each other yep. and encourage ourselves, you know, like, yes. we, like I said, we have to be mindful that we can set the tone for our whole day. Mm-hmm. And we can either let this make us depressed and sad and alone, which all those feelings I went through and are totally normal feelings to yes, have. Yes. But at the end of the day, like, we have the power to. It's our choice. Ourselves, yeah, make a choice and and be happy. Choose happy. Mm-hmm. happy. Choose joy. Choose the lightness instead of the darkness. Yes. Choose the positivity instead of the negativity. I mean, there's so many different ways you can you can
1: you
0: know? yeah, I, I I couldn't agree with you more thank you so much that's well, first very well of all, said. I want
1: I want to thank you for your kind words I yeah. really really do appreciate oh. <laughs> all your kind words that you said about me um, I enjoy being on Instagram and I take pride in trying to encourage and uplift people um, just because yeah. I I feel like when I'm looking at Instagram and I see so many negative things, like I don't ever want to come across that way. And if I can make somebody smile or laugh, whether it's my smile when I'm running or just trying to be joyful and, you know, spread joy, like that's my whole goal in life is just to give somebody, you know, a positive outlook on their life and that you can do it. And, you know, like, I'm all about zero excuses. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. And it's what you choose to do. Your choices, they all matter. Everything you choose in life, day by day, second by second, it will matter in your life. So I just encourage people to be positive and happy. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not always happy. I'm not always the most positive person in the world. But, you know, when when I'm posting about it, like I don't want to send out unhappiness you know like I just want everyone to have a great day and so I really do try hard to uh, make people happy make people smile and you know bring joy spread joy so you, you thank you for that because
2: you're making me smile.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And even that.
2: if you get one person, that's all that matters. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's what
1: I say. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't matter to me. It's like it, one person, if I can change one person's face and yeah. make them smile, like my job is done.
0: We talked about that last night with mm-hmm. regard to this podcast. Yeah. You know, if it's, if it's just one person yeah. that is uplifted yeah. as a result of that, then you know, awesome. It was it was worthwhile for us, and I, I just want to say thank you. Your story is awesome. Yes. I think you're you're doing a great job as a mom. Um, I think you're very uh, balanced in your approach. I think you're really good at understanding. You know, your present circumstance, soothing your soul a bit. You know, recognizing yeah, it still does hurt. It sucks, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not fun, and I don't get to see my husband as much. But like like I really feel like you've got a great um, attitude it's been really really good mm-hmm. uh talking with you and uh, you hopefully- have a
1: precious heart I yeah. just want you to know that like your heart is very very sweet I love it
0: yeah Thank and you. i and I think you're gonna be a Thank phenomenal mother mm-hmm. don't don't ever worry about that I think that you you your heart your you know your protocols what you're trying to do for your kids how you speak to mm-hmm. them um i think you're doing a great job so yeah. just just keep doing thank what you're you guys doing so
2: much yeah thank, thank you. you so, so much, much for all those encouraging words thank you you you
0: are welcome thank you for joining us on our podcast okay
3: thanks
0: well jennifer i just have to say you have a really really awesome person in that friend right there that was fun
1: I absolutely agree with you. Like what a pure heart. She, she her has.
0: perspective how the the whole conversation about the light and the dark with a mm-hmm. 4-year-old. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to like verbatim write that down.
1: Yeah, she's she's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, she is. And and um you know, I think in the end I think that her words ended up encouraging herself. Mm -hmm. And I think that she found something through this process that she can use to 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 move forward. I think that whole acknowledgement that maybe, you know, getting on the line and and talking with something, having an hour to herself Mm -hmm. to just be cathartic and get it all out, I think is is awesome.
1: You know, when we started this podcast, you know, we our, our goal was to encourage uplift and, you know, give hope to other people. And it's so funny For me to sit here and listen to these people, and I'm the one who's encouraged. I'm the one who's like feeling hopeful. And I just didn't expect that in this process. So, you didn't
0: expect to be encouraged yourself?
1: Not really. I just didn't go into it thinking that it was going to be that way. Yeah.
0: You know what it makes me want to do? What? Talk to more people.
1: Yes. I want to talk to more people too.
0: So, what do we say?
1: So we say DM us, message us, How do reach out us? to us. Facebook, Hope Radio Podcast, Instagram, Hope Radio Podcast, Pink Cupcake Girl.
0: Yes. Yeah, Uncommon Sean. I,
1: yeah, I mean there's so many ways to get a hold of us. So reach out to us. We'd love to talk to anybody.
0: Here's what we're looking for. We're looking for um somebody that can be encouraging, you know, somebody that maybe has been through health challenges, financial challenges, emotional challenges, or or whatever, and overcome. You know, I'm looking for those stories that uh, people ended up triumphing, you know, that they took courage. They were in an uncomfortable situation. It was, you know, maybe even at times unbearable, yet they overcame. I would love to talk with somebody that's like that. Or if you're somebody that needs a little encouragement, I think just like Alondria had mm-hmm. today, like she just needed... Maybe just that, that cathartic, I, I don't know that we did a lot. I just think just providing the opportunity for her to be able to, to just get it out yes. was helpful. So if you know of somebody like that, please connect with us. You can find us on Facebook at Hope Radio Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Hope Radio Podcast. And thank you so much for listening.